0: Welcome to the Purpose and Principles podcast. I'm Max Brown with my guest today, Rick Wong. And uh, Rick is a marketer, an entrepreneur, a consultant, a business owner many times over. Rick and I actually knew each other in Shanghai, and I'm just really excited to have him on the show today. He's the author and originator of the three barriers of entry into China franchising as published in the Doing Business in China for the Dummy Book. And, uh, he's done a ton of stuff and that's why I think his expertise is so important right now. I mean, he's, he's, he's team principal in the, in the Mercury racing and he's the director of Rooms Motorsports, um, consultant for, uh, Curse Fitness originally and Krispy Kreme and managing director for Indofoods in Shanghai and starting their, uh, new Johnny Moo franchise, um, business. I mean, it's just, you got so much going on. And when we knew each other, of course, lots of sports apparel and sports business and, and, um, I mean, you've just done so much, Rick. I'm really glad to have you on this show. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Max. Uh, thank you uh, for um, uh, putting me on the show.
0: It's it's awesome. You know, you're you're very humble about what you do, and 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 I'm, I, I mean, I only spoke up very little about what you do, and I know it's very little, um, and you deserve much more. <laughs> but I'm glad you could be with me. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, and I appreciate the time difference. And I, I know there's time difference between Shanghai and where you are, so thank you.
0: <laughs> no, it worked out perfect. I'm I'm really happy we did this. And you know, it's crazy because you've been doing so much for so long in Shanghai. Of course, you travel the world and do a lot of things around the world too. But Shanghai's been your 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 base, and I love your expertise there. Of course, that's where we met and you were building retail stores there, I was building retail stores there. At a very, I was I was building them at a much smaller scale back in the 90s and you were going big and fast. Uh, but but we were both in the similar business, which was fun. And I really enjoyed that. Could you just tell me what brings you joy in the work you do? What's your bigger purpose in all these things you're doing?
1: Well, uh, Max, you know, uh, as you know, um, firstly, I think it's very important to wake up every morning uh, wanting to go to work, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the joy in work is, is what you what you like and what you're passionate about. I, I cannot imagine waking up in the morning and, and uh, going to the office and not enjoying and not wanting to do uh, uh, what I do that day, you know, or every day. So it can't be boring. It can't be boring. And uh, boredom often is a result of uh, not being challenged. Yeah. So, so I, I think uh, what uh, brings me joy uh in my work is is the challenge and uh the challenge keeps me uh excited and, and when i wake up in the morning i want to get going on it you know especially lately you
0: know yeah, yeah which is fantastic right i mean yeah. it is, yeah. it, it's interesting how do you do that for your employees um when i mean you you you've employed hundreds and hundreds of people over the years maybe thousands if i'm not mistaken because i mean i remember you know when you had well i mean how many locations did you have with the athletes feet apparel
1: well, the Athlete's Foot, uh, we had, uh, um, at our peak, we had about 52 locations all yeah. over China. Yeah. Um, but actually, before the Athlete's Foot, I was in the ice cream business, and we actually employed a lot more people at the factory and our sales and distribution and marketing. So, so uh, actually, doing the Athlete's Foot, it wasn't actually uh, my biggest business. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but uh, yes you're correct hundreds of employees
0: yeah and and what keeps them in this game when when i mean you you're trying to instill for them that same kind of pride or that same kind of joy in doing good work right
1: well it, it, you know it's it's like uh it's like plain uh, plain sports mm-hmm. right uh, i think the uh the coach needs to get the uh the the kids uh, the the team members excited you know mm-hmm. that's why you watch football movies but in real life football teams before they go out racing onto the field, you know, they have this, this talk by the coach and the coach basically pumps them up. Uh, and, and, uh, and when the players come out of their locker room and races on a, onto the, the field, that passion and that excitement and and the challenge is there. And I think, uh, uh you know, it, it, you first have to be, uh, uh, the one who has that passion in order to, Sell it to the rest of your uh, people, yeah. and once they buy in, then you can guarantee they have the same, uh, same, uh, uh, joy, you know, in the same, same, uh, uh, you know, everyone's on the same page.
0: So, you have to lead by example,
1: lead by example, but you also uh, need to make sure that they buy into your, uh, 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 your, your thinking to buy into the, uh, the goals, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and so,
0: do you find that there's things that are in common with all the businesses you've run? I mean, you've run a different variety of businesses, lots of different industries. Are there some things that the businesses just simply share in common? Of course, profit and cost. But
1: well, you, you know, I, I've uh, I've pretty much focused uh, all my business around consumers. Mm-hmm. Okay, from the ice cream business to shoe business and other consumer goods. Uh, so for for me, it's really a people's business. Mm-hmm. Not only uh, from the people that actually. Uh, uh, um, Uh, buy my products or services, but Mm -hmm. also um, within the company itself, it's it's about people. So I've been in the people's business. Mm -hmm. You know, I've tried very hard, especially in China, to stay away from business to do with the government. And and it's simply because that the time and effort spent to nurture that relationship uh, can be often be very unpredictable and disappointing. Mm. You know, I don't need to be in the limelight or be somebody that everybody knows. You know, I prefer to go about my own ways being low profile and compliant, of course, need to be 100% compliant, but uh, wherever you are, you know, when you do business. But uh, but uh, um, it's about people. It's about it's about the the, the customers and it's about uh, uh, our own people. And I've been very blessed because so far all the business that I've done um, didn't really have to entertain anyone. Uh, so I was able to spend a lot of quality time with the family. Uh, you know, the consumers are the ones who feed me. They're the ones uh, uh, who feed me. And that's what I like.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really powerful. I think that's an interesting point too, particularly in a world where a lot of people are trying to get attention and, and you're saying, Hey, I'm I'm just super satisfied focusing on what I do and doing it very well.
1: Well, I don't know if I always do it very well, but, uh, but definitely, um, uh, you know, I, I like to, uh, uh, I like to be able to, uh, keep everything in perspective i think there needs to be a balance Uh, i have a lot of friends who uh who who make a lot of money but when i see their life it's not very balanced it's not very balanced and uh, i i i much prefer a much low profile life and a balanced life so i can do things that i like when i want to uh, with my family um you know so a little different than some of the people i don't know
0: no that's fair no that's fair and and, and I, I think that's part of the joy that you talk about and that you make sure that the people around you buy into. Um, what do you do for those, who, or what would you say to those businesses who are out there kind of struggling along right now and they're trying to figure out how to improve their business? Maybe they feel like the morale or the culture isn't as strong as it could be.
1: Well, you know, you know, uh, Max, um, you, you know that uh, I have been uh, in uh, many situations where we've struggled, mm-hmm. uh, and in in one case uh, to to a point of near bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all cases, I, I think uh, feeling sorry for yourself and falling into a depression, uh, you know, it's not going to make things better. Mm. Right? And um, it can only get better by focusing on getting up. After you fall down and um, I've learned from mistakes and my mistakes are all caused by (laughs) subjectivity (laughs) rather than objectivity. You know, I I think it's important to listen and to observe from those who are more experienced, more specialized in areas that you are not, you know, you can't let pride get in the way of Mm. decision-making. I think everyone's different and no one can say who is right or wrong. Uh, but uh, you asked me about uh, um, leaders, and 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 uh, you know how how can we lead uh, when we when we're struggling uh, yeah. with the morale and the, the and the uh, culture of the company. Uh, I think company culture is is very much a reflection of leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. But often cultures change due to some form of loss of institution memory. And I think it's important to maintain that certain company culture throughout the life uh, lifetime of the company. Um, But, uh, but you know, you need to listen and you need to hire uh, people that, 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 that uh, buy into your, 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 your concept or your goals. Um, You don't want a bunch of yes men around you. Okay. You know, and, and, uh, and when that happens, you 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 know, if you have a lot of yes men surrounding you and doing what you think is right, I think it's bound to fail. Mm. It's bound to fail.
0: So that's interesting. I mean, that's a there's a level of humility with what you're saying though, because I hear a lot of leaders that'll say that, right? That they say, Hey, we don't want just yes men, we want people to tell us the truth. Um, I've been in some of those meetings before with with someone saying, Hey, this is my perspective. It might not be exactly where your perspective is at. And sometimes it's safe to do that. Sometimes it's not. So it's, I really do think it, d- it depends on the leader, you know, and, and specifically yes, speaking about you, right? Do you make it safe for someone to disagree with you?
1: You, you, you have to make it safe. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know that all everyone makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know that you're not going to fire them the minute they make one mistake. Yeah, You know? You, you, you need to let them know that they have to learn from that mistake and not make it again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that has a lot to do with morale because if, 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 if people start to see me as a boss who doesn't allow mistakes, people get scared. Yeah. Then when people get scared, then I'm not hearing their thoughts. I'm That's just right. hearing what they think I want to hear. And, and, uh, uh, at the end of the day, there is no morale in the company, uh, because, because, um, you know, it, it's just, everyone's scared. Um, uh, it, it, the morale is very much, much uh, dependent on the, the people, the team. Uh, leader is very important, but team members are more important yeah. uh, when it comes to morale. You know, it's like military, right? You know, it's, it's you know, general needs to lead. The soldiers need to follow. Uh, they need to buy into the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can only happen when, when, when everyone when has a purpose in mind, you know, yeah. uh, and everyone buys into the strategy, buys into the objective um, mm-hmm. when everyone buys in and you allow people to say what they want to do and give them a chance to do what they think is right mm-hmm. uh as long as you hit the goal mm-hmm. it's good for morale morale will be good it's positive
0: oh, i love that and wh- what do you say to people because we've both seen examples where a leader did create a lot of fear Um, and, and I don't know if you've seen those kind of leaders in your business, but how do you correct for people like that? Or what do you do when you see people who kind of rule with the iron fist? And I'm not saying we're not holding people accountable, but I think that there's a line, right? That when people cross that line and create a lot of fear, it actually is very counterproductive. And what you just said is we got to make it safe for people to, you know, tell us the truth, but there are some leaders out there that don't make it safe to do that. Do you, have you ever had experiences like that where you had to kind of, Hey, put the brakes on for someone who said, you know, this isn't, this isn't who we are and what we do.
1: You know, I, uh, um, you know, when I, when I graduated college, uh, I worked for somebody first, I worked for an ad agency and, uh, I was very lucky that my boss, uh, uh, shares similar philosophies and management as myself. Mm-hmm. So, so I never had any situation where, where I felt fear of not being able to say what's on my mind. uh uh-huh. People know me; know that I'm very straightforward, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, uh, you know, not so great because I offend I, I a lot of people. <laughs> but, but as a consultant, as yeah. a consultant, that is my job. You're paying me to tell you what I feel, what I think. And if that means pouring cold water on you, then that means pouring cold water on you. Yeah. You didn't pay me to tell you what you want to hear, right? You know, um, and, and and so so you know that's how I am. Now you, you ask, have I ever? Been in a situation where where my people have have uh, uh, been in a situation where they they fear me, you know. In the Chinese culture, in the Chinese culture of uh, companies, corporate culture, uh, especially in the old days, even in the Taiwan days uh, and early China, China when China was opening up, the Chinese culture, Chinese in general, are very reserved. Mm-hmm. So when you hire people, they tend to be very quiet. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. Give you their thoughts uh, directly you have to really 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 get it out of them but at the end of the day although they are by nature not yes men, but uh, in reality they get they get into that yes man mentality because it, it's a Chinese thing it's a Chinese culture thing but as time have changed you know China becoming more westernized uh, the, the, the new generation being educated many being educated in Western uh, uh, countries Uh, They are now learning to speak up. They're now learning to speak up. So if I compare today with with the past in terms of employees, I think uh, employees today will tend to speak up and speak their mind. Then it's up to the boss whether Mm. or not they want to allow them, uh, give them the room to speak up. And in my case, I always let them speak up. I always want to hear what they have to say because after all, I'm paying them for what they think. Yeah. You know, if I if I were if I wanted something done and 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 uh I know exactly how to do it, I don't need to pay that type of salary to hire the caliber that that that, that I bring in. I can I can get anybody to yeah. do it. Yeah, that's you know? fair. So so yeah, so so uh um the fear factor is very much whether or not the, that you as 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 head of company or in a in a in a management position uh install on the employees, if you create that, that fearful environment, then then you're not going to get the opinions. So, but I can't say, you know, whether or not who can do it, who not, it's really up to the individual, it's up to the individual.
0: Well, speaking on that new hire, then, um, what are you looking for? Is that the main priority is for someone that can speak their mind that you feel has some confidence? Absolutely.
1: Okay, absolutely. But like I said, in China, uh, when you hire, it's it's uh, these days, it's very difficult, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot, the talent pool in China is tremendous. It's, Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. You can find some truly intelligent people. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I do fault the multinationals in the last uh, decade or two for uh, basically, you know, uh, uh, um, inflating the salary scale. And (laughs) we have Yes, you know this, and we have uh, we see a lot of young people basically uh, uh, stone hopping uh, to a higher pay where you know there's no loyalty and you know whoever pays more they go and and I, I and I blame the multinationals for that. Mm-hmm. But but uh, when I interview people, I I, I look through the paper uh, the resumes uh, very briefly, absolutely very briefly. Uh, to me, and this may sound very strange, I don't really look at too much. Of what college you graduated from, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of degree you 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 have, or what kind of awards you've won, uh, because there are so many resumes out there that make people look so good. Yeah, you know, I actually look at the work experience. Mm-hmm. I don't even look at reference letters mm-hmm. because reference letters obviously are are letter- letters written by those that the the uh, employee know. And it's always going to be on a positive side. Mm-hmm. But rather, when I go into the interview, I like to observe the nonverbal cues, mm-hmm. and I like to listen to their tone of voice. And when I ask questions, um, any questions, the, the the way they conduct themselves nonverbally tells me a lot of things about them: mm-hmm. uh, their eye contacts, uh, their hand movements, uh, nervous gestures, um, and the voice when when they respond. The voice. I could, I, could, I could detect confidence. I could detect where or not they are uh, BSing me or actually is coming from the heart. And these things anybody can do. Anybody can detect. And, and uh, that tells me if this person actually is someone that I may want to use. Mm-hmm. But when I do hire new hires, though, my priority is always to find the right person mm-hmm. for the right job. Mm-hmm. Often there are cases where I have very, very, very qualified person but for a position that is what he or she would be way overqualified. Yeah. And I would actually not hire a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I would not hire a person because it would be a waste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and, 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 uh, and if, if a particular person is overqualified for, for a job, you don't hire that person in and try to find another job for mm-hmm. him or her. You, you, you need to fit whatever you need. Um, but if you f- hire somebody that is way overqualified for, for a position, you will lose that person mm-hmm. because you, because the job will not be challenging, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you will lose the person. Mm-hmm. So, so I think finding the right person for the, the the fit needs to be right. The fit needs to be right. Yeah, you know. Um, and of course, like I said, I don't and I won't hire yes men. But it's hard mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. It's hard because it's hard to to find it because you know it's 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 a Chinese. You know, like I said, uh, these days it's it, you know young people are are more prone to to be more direct and, and give you their thoughts. But but uh, but um, you know the culture is still very much yeah. you know you know very reserved, very respectful, mm-hmm. uh, very quiet. You know, this is just the nature of Chinese.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, it brings another question. I mean, floods of questions, and I, I know I need to respect your time today with that, but. I mean, when I am with you when we hired people in China, you know we had we had only 25 locations, we didn't have 50 at the time, and you and I were both working, I mean, closely at that time. as we'd go over to each other's offices, you know, and back at the back yeah. in the time, and you'd always tell me, you know, Max, you're you're not doing this right, and you ended up being correct. <laughs> yeah. I left. <laughs> I loved because we didn't get it done right. But um, but brilliant employees. I mean, just, and became very good friends. Some of them became very, very good friends of mine. And um, I really appreciate what you're saying. I mean, just talking about how we encourage people to be able to bring their best to the work every single day. Is there anything else that would surprise listeners today about doing business in China or what well, it looks like today versus when I was there?
1: Well, um, you know, first of all, uh, you told me you haven't been back here yeah. since 2009. Yeah. Uh, well, China changes every year. Yes. So that's uh, 11 years. So changes every sure week. Changes
0: here. every week. Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> it changes every week. Uh,
1: you know, I, I, I think uh, those who have done business here in China know that China uh, is full of potential and it's a market full of opportunities and you can really make a good living here. Um, but it has indeed changed through the years. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, in the days that we were here, in the early days, uh, China, you know, I came in the 90s. It was very difficult to do business here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was difficult because of the uh, the red tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, don't forget, China was just opening up. So, so the, you know, government policies and regula- regulations were always changing. And being at that time, the unpredictability of that, it makes it very difficult. Mm-hmm. And you always hear people uh tell you that in China you need guanxi. Mm-hmm. You know, guanxi in Chinese, uh in English means relationship. You need to have a, a, a relationship with government people, people who are in power, people who have the authorities mm-hmm. um to get things done and to, to uh um to be given shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Uh today it's very different because today you know it's also difficult to do business in china but but it's not because of the 90s syndrome it's it's because today it's very because china people don't realize it's actually a country uh, of law uh, despite the people who are skeptical really there are laws here that protects businesses and protects individuals um but the market today is difficult because it's more about the competition you face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you were here, so you knew those days already very competitive. But now it's even more competitive because everybody wants to come into this market. Right. And and uh, you know, as China is no longer a dumping ground for um, for outdated products, ideas. You know, it has really become a launching pad for <laughs> uh, companies and brands. You know, so so that 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 it's the competitiveness of the environment. It's also difficult because of the consumers, yeah. you know, and, and we're not talking about 1, 1.4 billion point four billion people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. We're not. We're, we're talking about we 400, 450 million people only. OK. You know, believe it or not. And, and the listeners, uh, your listeners uh, may not believe this, but. Chinese consumers are a lot more sophisticated than you think. Mm-hmm. They are very sophisticated, even more sophisticated than consumers in the U.S., believe it or not. And, uh, they're very demanding, uh, they're, they're, they're not loyal. Uh, there's no such thing as brand loyalty. So, so, uh, it's difficult for companies because brands and companies always need to give more, do more, think more, you know, et cetera. So
0: I think that's an interesting observation. And, you know, the other word that comes to my mind, you, you said guanxi, you know, and, and I, I agree with you that that guanxi perhaps isn't the same, um, but, but, but relationships in general, I would say, whether it's, you know, with someone in power or just actually with your market and knowing what your market is, is so important. And I think that that's another big miss for a lot of people, you know, that Guanxi doesn't yes. have to be about, it doesn't have to be about, you know, patronizing someone in order for you to get favors. It's, it's also just that you, you might just take for granted how important Guanxi is though, you know, that network, yes. that knowledge, that almost that level of, I, I, I I, I, don't, I don't think this will sound right in English, but that level of respect for one another—do yeah. you feel yes. like that?
1: I I think your interpretation of guanxi is much better than mine. It's not just a relationship. You know, it's about the mutual respect. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, Max, uh, throughout the years, the word guanxi in China and the uh, the fundamental yes. uh, um, uh, has changed. Yes. In the old days, uh, in the old days, actually, it wasn't about money. It wasn't. It was about that respect. It was about uh, uh, institutional memory, family, historic memories, uh, and it was about it was about uh, um, uh, literally uh, uh, trying to help each other uh, uh, do things and get things done. But uh, e- even with with perks and and, and uh, shortcuts to get things done, was based on genuine guanxi, yeah. mutual respect. But these days, the guanxi are different. These okay. days, it's all about money. Okay. It's all about money. You yeah, know, if you have money, you can buy the Guanxi, and this is the this is the side that, you know, I I I can't I can't uh, uh, criticize it because this is just reality. This is just uh, practicality, you know. And so these days uh, in China, you still need the Guanxi. It's a little bit different, uh, and uh, and anybody can develop this. You just need the time, and in some cases, you need some money. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, under table money because right, right. those those are not. No, those days are, are, are starting to be over. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think this administration right now in China has cracked down throughout the years. And we've seen some very, very positive effect mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. You know, China now is a country governed by law. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of confidence in this, uh, in, in this government. That's why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a powerful statement to make. You know, I, I'll never forget. I was I was sitting next to a uh, a good friend who had a lot of power in Shanghai business, um, and uh, we were sitting at dinner one day. I don't remember the restaurant, but down there on Nanjing Xilu somewhere, <laughs> and and he said, Max, you, you there's there's two goals in China, you know. He said, you either have Chen, has and and I said and I said, tell me about that, you know, do you power or money. It's power or money. Which one do you choose? And i n- I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that that even that moment i'm even when I share it with you right now, I can see his face telling me that across the table
1: mm. that is uh you know um, I believe that uh, that is uh, actually well, a lot of people want both yeah yeah <laughs> right and and, and often. It is it is not a choice of one or the other. It's it's very much interlinked.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know. I agree. Uh, so, so I agree. Uh, yeah but but uh but uh, to pick from one or the other, it's it's not that
0: easy. 呃, 不重要, uh so uh, you know what I mean?
1: Male 12. Yeah. And and this is why uh, I don't do business with uh, the government. This is why mm-hmm. I don't uh, uh, go very high profile in anything I do. And it's simply because uh, it's not necessary to have trend. It's not necessary. Uh, I mean, how much money do you really need? Right right? right. 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 As long as you can you can put food on the table and you can uh, you can you know uh, have a life uh, that 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 you know, you, you, you are comfortable. I think it's enough.
0: I I think that's a big message. I think it's a big message for all of us, you know, to say, what does a meaningful life mean? And at what cost does that life get obtained? Right. And, and I think you mentioned Mm -hmm. that a moment ago as well with people that are very busy. Is there anything else that you wish you would have known earlier in your own career? And maybe a last word of advice for, for folks uh, as we kind of wind this one up today, but man, I'm, we're going to have to do this again sometime, Rick. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Uh, Yes. You know, it's hard to pinpoint any particular things and I just said that money and and it's not really that, that important, but, uh, but I wish, boy, I wish uh, uh, I've known earlier that the real estate market in China was a sure thing and I put all my money, whatever little money I had in time behind it. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't be working this hard anymore. Uh,
0: and it's surprising, yeah, on that I, point, it surprises me how many people did put their money, you know, into, into homes that now this very, you would never guess that they have nine, or, t- nine or 10 homes all worth multi-million dollars.
1: Um, Unbelievable. But, uh, but, you know, I uh, truth is that all these years I've learned a lot in China. I I continue to learn because, you know, as you said, market dynamics changes every, every day, every week, you know, and China continues to grow. And, and for those who think China as a communist state, you know, uh, pressing people and controlling freedom, you know, I I only ask them to come and take a visit, Mm -hmm. come and take a visit, talk to the people. um, And, they'll find that it's really not what people say or think it is, you know, and you have to give China some time. After all, it has gone through a big cycle of history that it needs time to, uh, you know, it'll never be, it'll never be the West. But, but, uh, but right now, the fact that I'm here for 27 years, the fact that, that, you know, I'm an American, but I live here and I work here. um, it, It shows that I'm, I'm, I feel safe here and I feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and I have my freedom. I have the opportunity to make a living Mm -hmm. and um, it's good. So my last word or advice and thoughts to, uh, you know, people who are listening. And, and you know, I think in terms of doing business here in China or anywhere, you know, I truly believe that your vision can only be accomplished by the people around you that are there with you, Um, having the right people around you. Uh, makes it easier to reach your goals Uh, so you know find the right people for the right job be good to them be good to them be kind and be good to them and everything should then pretty much take care of itself
0: (laughs) what a great show thank you very much for being on it